1: To the field's ears. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, we made it. It is a Friday and it's hopefully also going to be kind of the end of the cold weather we've endured this week. How are you doing, everybody? Farm Director Pam Youngke, glad to be along with you. Today, we are going to find out the identities of the six finalists that want to become our 75th Alice in Dairyland. The announcement will be coming from downtown Madison today with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Stephanie Hoff is going to be there. Please make sure that you're following along on all the action. Midwestfarmreport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. We're excited to see who the next ambassador candidates are. Today, as far as weather is concerned, sunshine, 30 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine and 25, and then we start turning things around. Sunday, partly cloudy skies and 49. Monday, partly clou- cloudy skies and 48. Tuesday, 51. Wednesday, 59 degrees. We'll see if Stumuck believes that. He's coming up in about 15 minutes.
2: There goes Pam Yankee across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at R equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983, look for their Proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
3: It's springtime in Wisconsin, and that means new life in the countryside. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. New calves are on the ground, and new lambs are also being born as we get ready to get into the fields and wake up the ground and grow some crops as well. But, Steph, you had a chance to uh, get out and see how lambing is doing this spring. We got a lot of them coming. <laughs>
4: Yes, we do Bob quite a few actually and you're right if you're looking for a sign that spring is on the way. Well, here's some good news. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, you don't have to look further than a sheep barn to know that hopefully the weather will turn around eventually. And this includes the UW sheep unit in Arlington. Director Todd Taylor has spent a few sleepless nights in the barn making sure the ewes and their new lambs get off on the right foot. He gives us an update on how things are going in the industry and the university's sheep facility.
5: So we, we started about the 10th of January. It was pretty slow through the month of January. month of February picked up because we've got a group of ewes that are bred for a couple of research projects. And, and it's it's pretty, pretty labor intensive for, for just a few weeks, you know, four or five weeks. Uh, most of the month of February through the middle of, of, of March gets pretty pretty busy. Uh, just monitoring ewes on a 24-7 basis, making sure that, you know, lambs are born healthy. For the most part, this flock is 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 pretty easy to deal with. The, the ewes are, are pretty maternal and take good care of their lambs we don't we don't have to step in and, and uh, help as often as maybe some other places do but but we still spend a lot of sleepless nights in the barn just taking care of of uh, making sure lambs get get born easily and, and brought in and, and warmed up and supplemented like they need to to get them going and get them off, off to a good start and, and off to the off on the right foot so to speak.
4: And Let's talk numbers now what's the number in the flock okay. how many lambs okay. do you expect to total this season?
5: so we we still run what run three breeds for the flock we still have our our major major breed is our Polypays. we'll lamb out oh somewhere around 140 150 Polypay use this spring through through January and, and into March um, we lambed out about 20 hampus in January we've got another dozen or so that'll lamb out in March um, and, and then we lambed out, we only lambed out four target use uh, this winter. Uh, we lambed out six or eight last fall. So, so we're, we're considerably down on you numbers for what we, from what we were four or five years ago, uh, with budget cuts and with the retirement of Dr. Thomas. It, it was, uh, a challenge to kind of keep numbers where they were at, but we, we are there now. We've got a couple of researchers that are utilizing sheep for research now. So that's helping justify the numbers that we have. And actually I think will help justify, uh, building the flock in the future. At least I'm optimistic. That we'll be able to grow numbers again uh, in the future. But uh, but yeah, as, as I said, we we will lamb out close to 200 ewes this, this winter or spring, and we lambed out about 40 or 50 last fall.
4: Why don't you just tell me a little bit about the research that does go on here?
5: There's been a big upswing in, in, in uh, uh, investigators wanting to do research out here. Uh, we've got a geneticist that's doing a, a long-term uh, epigenetics project here. We're in the fourth or fifth year of that project. Um, we just had just hired a new animal welfare and animal behavior specialist during the COVID years of 2020 um, and she's kind of dedicated a lot of her research project and her research dollars to startup dollars to get some some projects going out here. She's actually got two graduate students working on research projects out here now, which uh, is really kind of nice for our our program to, to start building again. And then as we merged with dairy science, some of the dairy science faculty realized that they could do some of their uh, introductory research on sheep. Some of their pilot studies on sheep more a little more uh, uh, Economically and, and a little bit quicker than than doing doing it on dairy cattle So we have had a few dairy science researchers reach out to us to use sheep as as, as some of their pilot studies start to develop So so research is 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 growing here. We still do a phenomenal amount of teaching and or, uh, extension outreach not so much teaching anymore I'm hoping that that will build back up as well um, You know, we don't have a sheep production class anymore since Dave is retired uh, we're hoping to, to maybe find somebody to, to take that on in the future with, with new hires. Um, but we still do a lot of outreach, and we still do some teaching with uh, partnerships through the vet school and through MATC, their vet tech program, have actually been out here using sheep the last couple of days. Um, and then we, we really enjoy our partnership with the vet students and, and uh, have, have really t- kind of tried to... to Uh, harbor that quite a bit and grow that quite a bit over the last few years.
4: We're almost at two years now since the pandemic shut down Wisconsin. (laughs) Let's reflect on how student involvement has been or, or labor I mean what did that look f- like for you guys?
5: So for most of 2020 we were myself and my hired man we weren't allowed to have student workers out here we weren't allowed to have student employees out or even high school students in the area that wanted a job weren't allowed to work out here so it was pretty challenging for a couple of years. We got through it um, you know and and even even 2021 was pretty limited on how much student help I had out here we didn't have a lot of teaching we didn't have a lot of outreach going on and virtually none going on for those you know essentially 18 months um, it's starting to, to let up quite a bit we do a, quite a bit more teaching our outreach programs have started started to develop again uh, this vet tech program that we're right in the middle or this vet volunteer program that we're right in the middle of right now has been outstanding this year we're in our sixth or seventh year of this program I think we had 50 some students come out and go through the training back in January um, just this weekend alone I had um, six different uh, shifts of four-hour shifts, and I think there were 28 students that came out Saturday and Sunday and helped with, with the volunteer lambing program, so I think they're sick and tired of virtual education and, and doing all their work on Zoom and in the in the classroom and on the computer, so to having a chance to come out and, and get their hands on animals and there's nothing easier to deal with than a baby lamb, it seems like. <laughs> they're less intimidating than, than a cow and a calf and, and easier to deal with than, than a litter of pigs in a firewing crate, and it just seems like the students really kind of flock to this program The just the, no uh everything from from ag, ag background students to city kids that are you know mostly probably in vet school to do dog and cat work we've had quite a few of those come out and just get their hands on sheep
4: well that's certainly good news but now let's talk about the other side of things that all eyes are on right now in agribusiness supply chain i mean input costs feed how does that impact you guys here at the Arlington Station?
5: So the the pandemic kind of had a, a twofold impact on on the sheep industry in general. Yeah, feed and transportation and the supply chain and you know the 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 ability to get animals processed for for meat meat consumption and things like that really really had a a tough tough time for a while but at the same time i think the demand for lamb for some reason went through the roof and i don't know what it was but we've seen record high lamb prices we've seen record high call you prices the last two years um i mean the 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 demand for our product is there it's a matter of finding the the resources to get it to the consumers, that's been the challenge. And and the American Sheep Industry Association, I just finally got to attend our, we, we canceled the 2021 national convention a year ago. This year it was in San Diego here at the end of January. I got to go to that and there was a lot of excitement and a lot of enthusiasm for the direction that the sheep industry is headed. Um, the demand for our product, you know, the, the wool market is starting to see some rebound again. But the, the the record lamb prices and the record U prices is really driving the industry in a in a positive direction. We'll we'll hope it continues to go that way, but as fast as the, the income prices go up you know the the expenses are going up just as fast with feed, fuel, transportation. Labor is hard to find. You know some of the larger western units are really struggling with trying to find labor to take care of their their animals. So um, so we we've got some we've got some some challenges ahead of us, but we've also got some pretty good optimism in the in the sheep industry right now.
4: Does the Russia Ukraine situation going on play a role at all in what happens here? Are you seeing that impact supply chain?
5: Not that I'm aware of yet, um, but you know, just like just like every other market, I mean, the Ukraine for sure, I, I know has a has a huge market for you know grains and stuff like that in the U.S. So it will ultimately, depending on how long it lasts and 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 how things go, it will probably ultimately filter down and have its effect on all of agriculture. I'm sure.
4: And participation is good for all those things. So there's demand out there. People want to know more about sheep.
5: Yeah, it seems like the, that's one thing, you know, I grew up in Wyoming where the sheep industry was, was large, but there weren't a lot of people involved in it, and it didn't seem like there was a lot of turnover. Since I've been in Wisconsin, the turnover has been unreal. You you constantly see new people coming in and trying their hand on a few sheep, and they're, they're looking for information, they're looking for advice, they're looking for ways to, to, to you know, do a better job, so... I've really enjoyed my 20 years in Wisconsin just from that aspect, because people are are engaged and wanting to learn.
4: That was UW Sheep Unit Director, Todd Taylor. If you wanna take a look at some photos of my visit at the Arlington Sheep Facility, you can visit midwestfarmreport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
4: you know what makes car buying unpleasant the pressure the absolutely out of control uncomfortable pressure you know what causes that salespeople
0: salespeople on a commission pushing you into a car they want to sell you Bergstrom Automotive got rid of that all of that when you come into any Bergstrom Automotive location in Madison or Middleton you're a guest you'll be met by one of their advisors. Whether you pick the most expensive car on the lot or a discount used car, their advisors get paid the same. Bergstrom advisors know that the only thing they have to do is listen to you and help you find the right car. And if for some reason you don't find the perfect vehicle, they'll shake hands and hope you come back again. But pressure? No, never. The better way
6: is at Bergstrom. Bergstromauto.com. Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals. Make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world-class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing. It all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise. At the Princeton clubs, there's no joining fee. We keep our clubs open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and include free childcare. Our world-class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained. We provide an amazing environment to help motivate you. And more importantly, it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health. Now more than ever... Taking care of our bodies, both physically and mentally, it's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club, for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to PrincetonClub.net.
1: She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Ah,
0: the buttons. The buttons, they challenged me this morning. It is a Friday, and it feels like it. Uh, Weather wise, it's not exactly the kind of Friday that I necessarily was looking forward to, but we'll take it because it ushers its way into some good stuff next week. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Finally Friday. Stumach Ag Meteorologist, along with us. Yeah. Quick as we can kind of tie a knot and get past this weekend, I think everybody will be feeling a little bit better about Wisconsin. Uh, but we do have to get through it. Uh, nothing much in the way of precipitation this weekend, though, huh?
3: No, not really. And the big news is I think those temperatures you're hoping for, well, we hit back to above normal already comes Sunday. So today, tomorrow, and then things start to improve. We're kind of in between today. Low pressure is off to our south. A system with a front that extends from Ohio back to southern Indiana, southern Illinois. There is some snow down along that boundary. Have no fear. I think far southeast Wisconsin, Racine-Kenosha could see a flurry a little later. That's about it. A cold front, a real small kind of weak one zipping in out of the northwest, has just a little light snow way in the northwestern peak of Wisconsin, just south of Lake Superior. That weak front zips through today, but it could mean a flurry or a brief snow shower almost everywhere. Some of the activity could happen late this morning, La Crosse or Mauston, then midday or just afternoon, the further you head east and south. But as soon as it would start, it would be over. The big factor is stronger winds gusting behind that front, and that's going to keep those temperatures a bit colder, keep the wind chills on the low side, overnight wind chill values. I hate to say it, dropping down around 10, even 20 below. So quite chilly as we start into Saturday, but that's when sunshine returns and slowly and surely winds become west and even southwest overnight. And with that southwest breeze, we expect a little more mild air to usher in temperatures warming up for Sunday, some improvement then. Believe it or not, Sunday I expect to be above normal. A lot of upper 40s. There could be a 50 around the neighborhood. And I'd expect that 50 chance to last into Monday. But as that mild air ushers in as well, even late Saturday night, there could be just a little light snow, just as things start to change. A small possibility of that towards Sunday night, and then warmer weather around right on into a good part of next week. I did look at an extended forecast this morning that takes us all the way into the early 20s of the month, a week from Wednesday, about the 23rd, indicating a pretty good chance that we see above normal temperatures. And with normals now pushing into the lower 40s, that would mean upper 40s and maybe some 50s. I think some more mild air is going to come our way as we make our way through this mid-part of March. I'll be back with our forecast details right after this.
0: Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy
2: can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come.
0: Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more.
2: That's focusonenergy.com slash Agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers save since 2001. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member focused, member driven, member led. And from Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at FabulousFarmBabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Alrighty Stu, let's uh, get some more of those details, how we got addressed this weekend, and then pivot next week.
3: Yeah, a little chilly as we start into this weekend. And our comp here financial ag weather update is for a sunny day. Just the slight chance for some snow showers. Like I said, late this morning, La Crosse or in midday and into the early afternoon, the further you head east and southeast, there'll be a few more clouds. In fact, skies becoming mostly cloudy. With that little chance of snow, temps in the mid or upper 20s, there could be a 28 here or there. South winds this morning become northwest 5 to 15, even gusting up around 30. Overnight, partly cloudy and cool. Low single digits, just above zero. Northwest winds 5 to 15. They gust to 25. Wind chills late tonight, early tomorrow. Could be near 10 and 20 below. More sunshine Saturday, low 20s, maybe 24, a warm spot. Northwest winds 5 to 10 become west a bit later in the day. Slight chance of a flurry Saturday night. Partly sunny skies, even more sun as the day rolls on Sunday. Close to 50 for you, Pam. West winds 5 to 15, though still could gust near 30. So it'll feel kind of chilly as we warm up Sunday. And I'd expect that 50 to repeat for Monday.
0: All right, good deal. I'll get excited and ready for that. Got any big plans this weekend?
3: Oh, got an annual meeting to attend and uh, hopefully spend a little time just relaxing. you yeah. know?
0: that that is kind of what they had designed weekends for. I hear. We'll see if it happens. All right, buddy, catch up with you on Monday. Have a good one.
3: you got it. Take care
0: all right. Stumat Kag meteorologist along with us and official helper of the Threshery, which, <laughs> You know, nice to make plans now. That means uh, spring literally is just around the corner. And that is your ag weather update brought to you courtesy this morning of Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. We are going to be visiting with Congressman Tom Tiffany. He said it's time to get the conversation about delisting the gray wolf out of the courtrooms and into legislation that would restore the management side of things back to state governments. Had a nice conversation with him yesterday. That's coming up. And a brand new voice here on the Farm Show, AARP, talking about what you need to know regarding Social Security.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Concrete producing company that contractors rely on? It's because they know we produce our own superior ready mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements and our family stands behind the long lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project. The Concrete Producing Company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete.
3: Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships.
2: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck, thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit ClearyBuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at WFBF.com. Keep up with Pam at FabulousFarmBabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
0: You want new floors, but you're not sure if you can do it yourself. With Wiseway Flooring designers and technicians, you'll have the knowledge and confidence to complete the job for a fraction of what you might think.
6: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk. See how our helpful hints might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com.
2: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck, thanks to DeKalb, constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
7: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. Sculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves, and it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
8: Let your
7: View our specials at SockPrairie.com.
5: At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the
6: getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com
1: Tom's Auto Center
6: Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. When
9: you saw the news of Aaron Rodgers coming back, what'd you think? Well, you know, you, you know me. I mean, I, have been firm in my stance. I I think this team has peaked and, and it was as good as it was going to get in 2020 and 2021. And, and you've got a quarterback who's going to be 39 when we hit the playoffs next year, Evo, he will have a wonderful regular season. I mean, he'll, he'll throw 40 touchdowns and six interceptions and probably be in the MVP conversation again. But, but I, I think, you know, it, it's amazing Evo, how short people's memories are. I mean, six, seven weeks ago after that loss to the 49ers, all I heard from anybody was it's time to turn the page. It's time to tear off the band let let's, let's start a new era. And um, you know, it, 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 seems like people forgot in a hurry, Evo. Just how bad this guy was in the playoffs against San Francisco six, seven weeks ago. And really, Evo, how mediocre and lousy he has been in the playoffs since 2010 when they, you know, obviously went and won the Super Bowl. And and, and I won't bore everybody again by going <laughs> through game by game by game. But, Evo, the one constant when you look, you know, at all these losses in, in, in 11 to the Giants and 12 and 13, to the 49ers, in 14 to Seattle, and in 16 and 19 in NFC title games to Atlanta and San Francisco again. Uh, you know, this year against San Francisco. Boy, I'm saying San Francisco a lot, aren't I? The yeah, you definitely are. On him back in, a lot of PTSD for so, me here. The one constant, Evo, is lousy quarterback play. And, I mean, it. it hey, again, he's unbelievable in – in September and October and November again against the Lions and the Bears and the Vikings and, <laughs> and crappy teams. And he will be again, emo. They'll win that nonsense division. They'll win 11, 12, 13 games again because the division is so bad. But, Evo, I we've all seen the movie now time and time and time again. It's not a happy ending. And that's why my belief all along was it was time to turn the page, move on, whether that's Jordan Love or somebody else, find that out in 2022. You're, it, it, the fascinating thing about you know when this broke on Tuesday, Evo, is yeah. you know Aaron Rodgers was the story for about sixty minutes, and and then it became Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and I think everybody in these parts saw what Green Bay could have reaped in return for Aaron Rodgers, which was a boatload of draft picks and some players. You know, for Denver uh, or in Seattle's case, I mean, it was it was two ones, two twos, a three and three really good players. Well, two really good players that Drew Locke. Um, So, you know, Green Bay could have made a deal like that, Evil found out here in 2022 if Jordan Love could play or not. And if he couldn't, Green Bay could have had all this draft capital heading to 2023 where we believe, at least at this point in time, it's going to be loaded with quarterbacks. And they could have went and looked for the next Joe Burrow or whoever it was and turned the page. And, evil, that, that would have been my plan of attack sure. if I was Brian Gutekunst. Clearly this management team does not want to be known as the one that started a rebuild or a reload or a retool. Whatever, whatever term you want to use there, Evil, Mark Murphy, evil, who's down to three years in office, you know, he, he, at 70 years old, the bylaws say you, you can't be the president of the Green Bay Packers anymore. Oh, really? He, he, he's 67 right now. Huh. He clearly doesn't want to, you know, try to start over with a Jordan Love or, or start that new chapter. He wants to roll it back, give it one more chance with Aaron Rodgers. Evo, I, I think it's a bad plan of attack, but it's their plan of attack and yeah. more power to them. I mean, they're, they're the ones sitting in those chairs. They're the ones you know, who have those amazingly high paying jobs. But, Evo, my prediction is that, that, it, that it's not going to work out well. And now underground parking coming up, too, for those guys. Now
5: underground parking. Positions of it. power
9: there, Rob. Rob joining us right now. So, Robbie, uh, let me ask you. Obviously, the news broke of Rogers coming back. He mm-hmm. was the source for Pat McAfee. And then all this information started coming out about this $200 million contract for four years, $153 million guaranteed. And everyone started to run with it. And then Rogers took to Twitter and refuted it. What have you heard, if anything, about this contract? And what do you think it? would be. Uh, Evo Evo, it's gonna be in that range. Let us not kid ourselves. So there Rodgers it's it's always about the money. It's always been about the money. Um he wants to be the highest paid quarterback, you know, in the league. That that 153 guaranteed would put him past what Patrick Mahomes was when he signed his guaranteed deal uh with Kansas City. That average of fifty is gonna keep him at the top of the quarterback market. Now Evo, you know I know Rogers tweeted out those numbers aren't accurate Maybe when it's all said and done, it's going to be 195 or the average is 47.
1: If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: In fact, we were talking lambs earlier this week, and you can still see some pictures from our visit to the Arlington Research Facility, along with Todd Taylor, the Arlington Shepherd. Stephanie Hoff made a visit, and she's got pictures up. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, the spot where you want to look. How are you doing, everybody? It's a Friday, and it is the 11th day of March. It is going to be a little cool today. Sunshine, 28 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine and 23, but then we start a turnaround trend. Sunday, sunshine and 49. Monday, clouds and 50. Tuesday, partly sunny and 51 degrees. And now, you know, like I said, today, the 11th day of March. On this day, back in 2011, the Fukushima disaster occurred in Japan. Remember that? It uh, was a 92 magnitude earthquake that had a tsunami following it, and it caused a nuclear meltdown at Fukushima that was the biggest and worst nuclear accident since the 1986 Chernobyl disaster. That happened on this date back in 2011. Also on this day back in 1990, Lithuania becomes the first Soviet republic to declare its independence. And obviously, that resonates with the headlines we're seeing today. That happened on this day back in 1990. Happy birthday to media magnates Rupert Murdoch. He is 91 today. And the guy that tried to make us happy, singer-songwriter Bobby McFerrin, turns 72 today. And now you know Well, we want you to know that there are folks discussing delisting the gray wolf in Washington, D.C. One of those, Wisconsin State Representative Tom Tiffany from Wausau. Not only is he working to try to delist the gray wolf and put management plans back in the hands of state officials, he is also working to remove tax incentives for some of these big solar farms and wind farms that have sprung up across the state. Tiffany's argument that he believes that we are converting valuable farmland into those solar and wind farms, and that is a cost he does not think we should have to bear. I talked to him about it yesterday. We start off with the argument about the gray wolf.
8: Yes, so in the nearly two years I've been in Congress, I've introduced a couple bills to allow the Um, delisting of the wolf and to do it in statute so that it turns it over to the state. And that's ultimately what I've been trying to achieve is let's allow the states to manage wolves just like they manage their other wildlife populations. But what we have is federal judges on the coast once in Washington, D.C., a decade ago, and now just recently a judge from California interjecting themselves into this process and saying, no, we're not going to allow the wolf to be delisted. And it's really disturbing because it's obvious they have uh, very little understanding of what's going on uh, with wolves throughout the country and how their numbers have been restored. We all support having wolves on the landscape, but they should be managed.
0: Well, exactly. And that's been the case that Wisconsin agriculture has been making for a while. And what's really difficult is there are pockets of wolves being managed, like out in the Rocky Mountain region. I mean, it's a checkerboard kind of situation to try to keep track of.
8: Yeah, that's correct. So a number of years ago, um, actually, it was Senator John Tester, Democrat a United in the United States Senate in Montana, He made it very clear as he was going up for re-election that, hey, we got to get these delisted. Otherwise, I may not win re-election. That's what I'm hoping some senators will do here in the upper Midwest, um, like the two in Minnesota, Senator Baldwin in Wisconsin. And that's what I'd really encourage people to do is contact those U.S. senators and say, this really needs to be done. And they'll be managed properly because our uh, state departments of natural resources, they will do the job that uh, they're given which is to manage these wildlife populations. But the depredations continue, millions of dollars paid out in, um, um, you know, in the, uh, for the deaths of animals, things like that, and um, it really is time to return management to the states. And by the way, I just sent a letter to the chairman of the Natural Resources Committee, which I sit on, and I'm encouraging him, Chairman Grijalva from Arizona, to have hearings on this and to start to advance a bill on this issue.
0: That's Wisconsin State Representative Tom Tiffany hailing from the Wausau area. He is, again, not only introducing that legislation to allow for delisting the gray wolf, putting that responsibility back in state hands, he's also introduced a bill they're calling the Farm Act for short, Future Agriculture Retention and Management Act. That legislation would eliminate energy tax incentives that are helping to finance siting of solar panel and wind farms on agricultural lands. Tiffany says that will permanently take that land out of production, and he said that comes at an incredible cost. So, two different pieces of legislation that Representative Tom Tiffany is working on. We'll be talking with him again in the future. Well, Talking about futures in Chicago this morning, it's pretty calm compared to earlier this week. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now is up about 80 points. May corn is up three at 759. December new crop down two and a half at 649. May soybeans are down a nickel, 1681. November beans are down six, 1486. May wheat 24 cents higher, 1111 a bushel. July new crop up 27 cents at 1072 yesterday in Chicago barreled cheese dropped a penny and a half to 207 40 pound black cheese was unchanged 223 and a quarter double a butter lost eight and a half in a day to 269 and a quarter the April milk is unchanged right now 2389 100 weight may milk closed 37 cents lower yesterday 2388 and June milk was down 37 cents. At 2338. Today is the big day. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade and Consumer Protection will reveal the identities of the six candidates, the six finalists that would like to become Wisconsin's next agriculture ambassador, our Alice in Dairyland candidates. They will be making that announcement right around lunchtime today. Stephanie Hoff is going to be there, so if you want to see it immediately, go to Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook as she posts pictures and MidwestFarmReport.com when we have more background details on the individual candidates. The finale, where we'll find out the identity of our 75th Alice in Dairyland, comes up May 21st, Dane County hosting at the Monona Terrace Convention Center in Madison. Up next... AARP, a new partner here on the farm show. This is the Midwest
1: Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to R Equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at R Equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile. Chunk Gill, and from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their Proudly Wisconsin Badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation. Free custom design. An affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it
10: easy to love your bath.
2: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm & Fleet, the original, authentic, still family owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter.
4: Because of you, someone will feel more at home, in their new home. Because of you, living with memory loss is a little less scary. Because you put the Bright Star in senior living. Bright Star is looking for caregivers and resident assistants. Bright Star believes in providing the highest quality assisted living and memory care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
1: Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Brand new partnership that has joined us here on the Midwest Farm Report, and that's AARP. Of course, a lot of you folks kind of giggling maybe about aarp and the farm show but i'll tell you what they are not just about 55 plus anymore they are about a lot of issues relative to the quality of life you're having today and will have in the future we'll learn more as the conversation goes along lisa lambkins is joining us now she's the advocacy director for federal issues with aarp in wisconsin she's right here in the madison area Lisa, first, tell me a little bit about your experience, your time with AARP. How long have you been on staff there? Did you do uh, something prior to?
10: Well, yeah, I'm happy to. And first of all, I'm so excited about this new partnership because we have great information that we're looking forward to sharing with your listeners and with people from around the state. Um, And I have to say, I am a pretty big cheerleader for AARP I have worked there for 29 years. Mm. Um, And so I did a few things before, but not a heck of a lot. And one of the reasons I've been there so long is I really believe in what AARP is doing and the great information we have. And so I'm so excited to get to share that today.
0: Absolutely. And I will uh, be forthcoming right now. I am a member of AARP, was before I even met Lisa, or knew that they had a Wisconsin office. So full disclosure there. Let's talk a little bit about some of the federal issues that are out there that impact each and every one of us, whether we're paying attention to it or not. Number one topic to start off with, Lisa, is Social Security. What are some of the top questions that people ask you about Social Security, don't know about Social Security? Help us understand.
10: Yeah, well, I'm happy to. And it's interesting because people are asking questions about Social Security right now because a lot of folks are doing their taxes and they're looking at, gosh, there's money coming out. It's going to this FICA. What the heck is this? Of course, that's the money that's going into Social Security. So it's, it's a significant amount of money and people are asking, what am I getting out of that? So the top questions we get about Social Security is when is the best time to retire and how much are my benefits going to be?
0: Well, and and the answers may be available on a regular basis with your paycheck, but Lisa and I were talking today, a lot of people don't necessarily even receive a physical check, might go direct deposit. They don't pay attention to some of those details. So let's dive deeper, Lisa, and explain a little bit about where those investments are and what they're doing.
10: Yeah, well, I think one of the you know key things, and a lot of people are thinking about it now, especially with the pandemic and everybody's reading about, oh, there's this great resignation. And I know I'm thinking, well, when can I retire? What is the best time? And I think there are a couple of points that I'd like to make. First of all, for a lot of folks, especially younger folks, they think age 65 is the magic age because that's when they finally can retire and collect Social Security. But a really important thing to know is that age has been gradually changing. So right now, for anyone born after 1960, the full retirement age is actually 67. So you won't get your full retirement Social Security benefit until you reach age 67. You can still retire at a younger age, but you get less of your benefit and that cut is permanent. So it really is a little bit of trying to figure out, you know, when is that break even point that I'm going to become, you know, that I'll come out ahead. Do I claim earlier and get a smaller benefit or do I claim later and get a bigger benefit? And that's really a question that everybody can answer, you know, individually when you think about um, what you have for retirement for most, for, for a lot of people, Social Security is the only thing they have for retirement. Unfortunately, it's really not enough to live on. Um, And so, you know, you have to sort of think about what other resources might be there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is one of the big um, pieces in terms of thinking about when is the right time to retire.
0: Right, right. Let's talk a little bit about the benefits. I mean, I think everybody thinks about the check. Are there other things relative to Social Security that we should be thinking about, other benefits we may not necessarily be aligning with?
10: Yeah, well, you know, at AARP, we always like to call um, Social Security um, a family insurance plan because it not only is that retirement benefit, and that's the thing most of us think about, and it's really the most important thing about Social Security. But it also is, you know, insurance for workers who have worked and paid into the system and who become disabled, um, or for spouses if, you know, one spouse dies. Um, It can also be important for children if a parent dies. So there are other components to Social Security, um, not just the retirement benefit. But, of course, that is really one of the key pieces um, because it's the basis of nearly everybody's retirement in this country. You can't outlive it. It will always be there for you, um, and, it, you know, it helps to replace the income that you have, uh, you know, that you got when you were working. We always say Social Security is an earned benefit. Everybody has earned it. Uh, you pay into it while you're working, Um, Some people, you know, some individuals only pay the individual piece. If you're self-employed, you're paying both the individual and the employer piece. So um, it's really important that you fight to make sure you get those benefits when the time comes for you to draw on them.
0: Well, and let's talk a little more on that because I just got into a conversation with uh, my younger brother, actually, and uh, he's one of those that's concerned that Social Security is going to go broke before he uh, is ready to try to tap into it. How do you answer that kind of skepticism about Social Security? Is it
10: going broke? Yeah, you know, this is a great question, and it's funny you say that because I just had this conversation with my 22-year-old son um, you know, in many ways it's a myth that Social Security is going broke. When I think about going broke, I think about, you know, the well is totally dry. There's nothing there. There's nothing to to tap into. But Social Security is a pay-as-you-go system. So it's not going to go broke as long as workers and employers are paying their payroll taxes, right? That revenue keeps coming in to cover the benefits that are going out. Now That doesn't mean there aren't some funding challenges. Um, You know, we are using the Social Security Trust Fund to start paying some of those benefits, but I will say that's what it was designed for. Um, It was designed to kind of collect this extra money and pay out for it with the boomer population. Um, So uh, right now there is about $2.9 trillion of a surplus in that fund. Now that's projected to run out in 2035. And I always joke, um, you know, that's about when I'm going to retire. When that surplus runs out, it can still pay 79% of benefits. And that's the important part. When, when people say Social Security is going broke, it's, there will not be zero in there. You'll still get 79%, let us say 80% of your benefits but I don't want 80% of my benefits. I want 100% of my benefits. I've worked for it. I've paid into the system. And so that's one of the things AARP is really pushing for, to make sure that everybody gets the 100% of the benefits that they've earned.
0: Absolutely. If you're just joining us, this is Lisa Lampkin. She's the Advocacy Director on Federal Issues for AARP in Wisconsin, brand-new partnership here with the Midwest Farm Report. So to that end, Lisa, tell me what our audience can do to either learn more about AARP in Wisconsin or possibly questions, uh, more answers on the Social Security situation, or get active. tell It's kind of all encompassed in what AARP is doing.
10: Yeah, well, you know, we're doing so many things. So it would be fantastic if folks uh, just went to our AARP Wisconsin webpage and kind of checked out what we were doing. And, and that website is aarp.org slash WI. And we work on caregiving issues. Uh, We work on, obviously, financial security issues. We work on healthcare issues. Um, We have um, resources for consumers around, you know, not getting caught up into frauds and scams. Um, There's so much terrific information um, that you can find. And I will make a special plug for our social security resource. Center. Um, there's a calculator there where you can figure out your Social Security benefits. Um, there's a question and answer component. You do not have to be a member to check out any of this stuff. That's You can get to, to there uh, from our Wisconsin website, but the special website for the Social Security Resource Center is aarp.org slash social security. Um, and again, it's uh, it's to, uh, it's just a wealth of resources that folks can check out.
0: Well, we are going to learn more about all the opportunities and benefits that AARP can offer you. Lisa Lampkins just introducing us to one element, a critical element, social security benefits. She is the advocacy director on federal issues for AARP Wisconsin. As she said, want to find out more?